Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP dual credit biology and much more. I am your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode 13, week 13 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of November 11th through November 15th in AP Docritobology and look forward to the coming week as well. Spoilers, quiz on Monday and examine FRQ on Thursday and Friday. In this week's second segment, we'll do a quick review for the quiz on Monday and preview the exam coming up on Thursday and Friday and even give hints, possibly secrets, for the upcoming assessments. And in our final segment, with this week being the week before Thanksgiving week, I want to give thanks and give back where I will challenge you to break a secret code that will reveal an opportunity to earn some extra credit points on a quiz or lab in a segment I call Biology Code Breakers. In addition, with the launch of Disney Plus this week, I'll give a spoiler-free review of the new Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Now, before we begin, we need to hear from this week's sponsor in a segment I call Mr. V Needs to Pay for His Healthcare. This episode is brought to you by Chlorophyll A. Hey, are you as pale as a ghost? Are you tired of being judged by the color of your skin? Are you ready for a dramatic color change in your life? If so, infuse your skin with Chlorophyll A. Yes, Chlorophyll A pigment will infuse your skin with that green you've been chasing all your life. Yes, let chlorophyll A absorb all that red and blue wavelength of visible light and energize you all day long and reflect that green wavelength giving you that much needed color change in your life. So let your friends be green with envy with your chlorophyll A infused skin and be energized today. And we're back. So let's go ahead and press the rewind button and go back all the way back to Monday. On Monday, we continued our investigation into catalase enzyme action, where students got to choose how they were going to change the environment of the enzyme and observe any effects on its reaction rate. Students could change pH, temperature, salinity, or test different sources of catalase to compare to yeast catalase action. Students executed their catalase investigation with their selected environment and collected the reaction rates of their different treatments. After collection of data, we continued our journey into photosynthesis with the time left in class, and that concluded our Monday. Moving on to Tuesday, we started class by recapping the catalase enzyme action investigation and discussing the many lab posters that students will be creating to represent their results. Students will follow the rubric for constructing mini lab posters with the required results being the following, creating a graph of enzyme concentration using Excel, Google Sheets, or some other graphing program, typing up the data table of enzyme concentration results, initial and final rates, and lastly, creating a second graph of the enzyme environment data results. Students were given time to equally split up the sections of the lab poster and open up a Google document to share with everyone in the group. Alert, alert, this is a reminder that the lab poster is due on Wednesday, November 20th. After the lab discussion, we did a quick recap of the stomata, the microscopic pore found on leaves that allows for gas exchange, CO2 to enter, O2 to leave. 
We also looked at the anatomy of a chloroplast, where photosynthesis occurs in plants, consisting of a double membrane, dish-shaped membrane structures called thylakoids, where chlorophyll is located, a whole stack of thylakoids being called a grana, and a liquid in the chloroplast called stroma, mostly water with dissolved sugars, very similar to the cytoplasm of a cell. After the quick review, students took a quiz over enzymes and photosynthesis to demonstrate their proficient to expert level knowledge over the content. The quiz pretty much took us to the end of the period and to an end of our Tuesday. On to Wednesday, where we started class by reviewing, discussing ATP, adenosine triphosphate, the energy currency of the cell. So let's recap some of the main highlights, some of which are destined to be on this upcoming quiz and exam. Now, ATP is a modified nucleotide with three parts, a nitrogen base called adenine, a pentose sugar called ribose, and phosphate groups. I like to think of ATP like a battery that is being charged up. The cell starts with AMP, adenosine monophosphate, and then it starts to add phosphate groups, which is an endergonic process. It takes energy to add these phosphates, but we're going to get a lot more energy out that we actually invest in. Once it adds a phosphate to AMP, it becomes a DP, adenosine diphosphate, which is like a battery charged at 50% but we want 100%. So we add another phosphate to make it into ATP, which is now fully charged 100%. Now, ATP is an unstable molecule. It doesn't last long due to the negative charges on the phosphate groups. All three phosphate groups have a negative charge, so they repel each other. So that last phosphate that gets added is just ready to pop off. And when it pops off, energy is released. How much energy? 7.3 kilocals per mole. Yes, an exergonic uh, reaction now ready to power endergonic reactions. Now, an important note to remember, when it comes to ATP, the energy is being stored between those phosphate groups in the bonds of the phosphate groups being attached, with the most energy being found in that last phosphate group, in that last bond attaching that last phosphate group. Now, when that phosphate group pops off and we end up with ADP and a phosphate group, remember that phosphate group carries energy with it and it could attach to other molecules and phosphorylate them like possibly glucose. And remember, when it gets phosphorylated, that phosphate will prime another molecule to do work. It could destabilize bonds, get them ready to break and reform and make new bonds with the help of enzymes usually called kinases. If you ever see an enzyme that ends in kinase, you should automatically know that it is doing some sort of phosphorylation. It is adding a phosphate to a molecule. One last important note when it comes to ATP, remember it cannot be stored. Too unstable, too reactive, it's a short-lived molecule, gets recycled quickly. Energy stored long-term is usually stored in carbohydrates and in fats. After discussing reviewing our notes over ATP, students got back their cells free response questions. And we spent the rest of the class going over the scoring guideline, ensuring students received every possible earned point. Students could and can still come in to challenge their scoring if they have valid arguments. And this brought an end to our Wednesday.
Moving on to Thursday, where we brought our attention back to photosynthesis, where we reviewed and discussed the following. The equation summarizing photosynthesis, 6 CO2s plus 6 waters plus light, all happening in the chloroplast, yielding a glucose molecule and 6 oxygens. And this is accomplished by two stages, the light reactions and the Calvin cycle or the dark reactions. Now, to summarize the light reactions, they require obviously light, water, two partially charged energy molecules, NADP plus and ADP, and they end up producing the products ATP, NADPH, two high energy molecules, and oxygen, more of a waste product that the plant really doesn't need. And all this happens in the thylakoid, specifically in the membrane of the thylakoid. Now, to summarize the Calvin cycle, which occurs in the stroma of the chloroplast, it uses the products of the light reactions, ATP and NADPH, to get those six CO2s and rearrange them to our final end product of photosynthesis, which is glucose. So, to summarize, the light reactions and the Calvin cycle work in concert to pretty much transform the energy of the sun of light into sugar. Next, we focused on two components of photosynthesis, light and pigments, with light being described as a wavelength or photons, with visible light being the most crucial part of the electromagnetic spectrum emitted out by our sun. Now, from our visible light spectrum, it's the red wavelength, lower energy, longer wavelength, and blue wavelengths, higher energy, shorter wavelengths that drive photosynthesis. Now, playing a crucial part are pigments. Pigments are substances that absorb visible light, with wavelengths absorbed disappearing and those reflected or transmitted being seen. Now, when it comes to plants, the pigment found that is most dominant is chlorophyll A, absorbing red and blue wavelengths and reflecting or transmitting green wavelengths, hence why all plants, trees, and grass are pretty much seen as green. While chlorophyll A is the most dominant pigment in plants, it's not the only one. Other pigments exist that usually just get drowned out, like chlorophyll B, carotenoids, and anthocyanins, absorbing and reflecting different wavelengths of visible light. After our discussion, students used the rest of the class period to get into their Catalase lab groups to discuss their progress on their lab posters and to start transcribing their next set of notes, which is over the details of the light reactions of photosynthesis. And this brought an end to our Thursday. Finally, Friday arrives, and we start class by reviewing the big overview picture of photosynthesis, how the light reactions and Calvin cycle work in concert to accomplish photosynthesis. After our quick review, students broke into groups and used our microscopes to observe stomata in a lab I call, What's Stomata With You? Students cut small pieces of a leaf from a croton plant and used nail polish and tape to get an impression of the bottom and top side of the leaf. Students were able to view the stomata under high power objective and draw a sketch of one or two stomata. Students also counted how many stomata they found on both the underside and top side of the leaf, where a huge difference was found. Students worked on the lab answering some analytical questions about stomata and their function. 
Students either turned in the lab or took it home for the weekend to complete. We used the last 10 minutes of class to view a large size floor model of a thalicoid to start reviewing the detailed steps of the light reactions. We briefly got to discuss how photons of light are absorbed by Photosystem 2 by its light harvesting complex, funneling the wavelengths and energy they carry to the P680 reaction center, a special chlorophyll A pigment that holds two electrons, two low energy ground state electrons. The energy of light gets transferred to the electrons, which jump to an excited high energy state and get caught by a primary electron acceptor in Photosystem 2. Our Friday ended right about here with the rest of the story being revealed on Monday. And that was the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. So now let's move into our second segment where we take a step back and review for the upcoming quiz on Monday. Yes, this coming Monday. Here's your rundown of concepts to review. Go back and review our photosynthesis overview. You know, that picture of a chloroplast that summarizes the reactants and products of the light reactions and the dark reactions, the Calvin cycle of photosynthesis. You might just see that diagram on Monday. Review the importance of visible light and pigments with red and blue wavelengths driving photosynthesis and green wavelengths being least effective and chlorophyll A being that main pigment absorbing those wavelengths of light, those photons of light. But also know that they're not the only pigments in plants. Make sure to go back and review that absorption and action spectrum graphs of the various pigments found in plants. You just might see those graphs on the quiz. Go back and revisit ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Its structure, how it's a modified nucleotide, where the energy is stored, and how it's released. Know about phosphorylation and how that could end up priming molecules to do work. Finally, review your notes over the details of the light reactions. We will review the light reactions using our large floor model on Monday before the quiz, but make sure to review the notes to have a decent background of the details of the light reactions and ready to ask questions on any of the steps that might cause confusion. Well, as for review for the upcoming exam, well, I'll just leave that up to you before this podcast ends up being over an hour. It will cover two chapters, chapters 8, Metabolism, Enzymes, and ATP, and chapter 10, Photosynthesis. Hopefully, we'll have maybe a day to do a quick review in class. And now for our final segment, where I offer a gift, a gift of extra credit on a quiz or lab or both. But this gift will need to be earned as all things should be. Now, somewhere on the Johnson campus, there are envelopes with extra credit vouchers, but where they are, I will not say, but in a riddle, solve the riddle or break the code and find the extra credit. Here is the code to break. At Johnson, the hallways are long. At Johnson, the hallways are long. The Jaguar must feed. The Jaguar must feed. Sesame Street is brought to you by Echo and Foxtrot. Sesame Street is brought to you by Echo and Foxtrot. Carbohydrates are the main source of energy. Carbohydrates are the main source of energy. So there you have it. Break the code and find the prize. One prize per student. Only first three students will earn the prize. 
And now for my spoiler-free review of Disney Plus's new show, The Mandalorian Episode 1. So I'll try my best not to spoil anything, but I thought it was a great start to what will probably be a great live-action show, the first live-action Star Wars show. Now, the first episode definitely gives you a 60s, 70s Western show vibe. The lone gunslinger on a mission, which is the part I really enjoyed. It's grounded, it's small in scale, and it's not necessarily involving the entire galaxy. The acting is great, with great cameos uh, from certain uh, actors like Carl Reathers, you know, who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies, Werner Herzog, Nick Nolte, uh, Taika Waititi who plays IG-11. You know, the effects of this show are great for a TV show. You definitely see that Disney is spending real good money on this show. And when it comes to the story, the story is solid. It builds up character at the beginning. What might seem like a slow start to some audience members, I found engaging, giving us insight into the Mandalorian's life, what matters to him. And by the end, the action is intense. And the ending is the cherry on top. If you weren't hooked by then, the ending definitely gives you a what the H-E double hockey stick moment. You just, you're definitely and after that ending. So overall, great start. Ready for episode two. I definitely recommend this show to any Star Wars fans, like you even need my recommendation. But even if you're not that big of a fan, I think there's enough here to get interested and possibly wanting more. Well, it's that time to start to wrap up this episode of Evolving with Mr. V. Now, a couple reminders for the week. Remember, Monday is quiz day over photosynthesis. Wednesday, Catalase Lab posters are due. Thursday, multiple choice exam over chapters 8 and 10. And Friday is our FRQ day. Well, that brings us to an end of episode 13, week 13 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. A couple quick shout outs. Congratulations on the football and volleyball teams. Uh, while your seasons might have ended, you guys had great seasons. And congratulations to Band as well. From the recording of this podcast, I just got a tweet saying that you guys got sixth place in the Bands of America competition. So, congratulations. Congratulations to you guys as well. Now, I also want to give big thanks to Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects in the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and directed by Velasquez Productions. Please remember, don't forget to go and like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, make sure you study for the quiz and study for the exam too. Some stills so I could see.